Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, one of the founding members of the Moody Blues, who are going in in 2018, is with us today. But uh, much more than that, uh, incredible career, um, guitarist, singer, songwriter. You know his work from the Wings, and uh, from Wings, I should say, with Paul McCartney. Uh, Denny Lane is our very special guest. Congratulations and, and welcome, Denny. Oh, thank you very much, Frank. I'm very happy about all of that great time yeah i have to believe it's it's exciting it's long overdue i mean it's 25 years since the first album and obviously um moody blues have been you know uh, around longer than 25 years um it, well, you know i guess I, I guess there's no use to complain just uh, it's it's nice that they no. finally righted the ship yeah yeah well i you know i saw an interview with justin and he said you know Rock and Roll Hall of Fame isn't known in England. It's not something we aspire to or think about that much, whereas it is in America. So it's not like we were that, you know, you know, worried about not being it. It was just like, okay, well, if we are, we are. And now we are. Obviously, it bringing me along as well was, was the best for me because, as I say, you know, Go Now was like, what, five? Was five. 64, I think. Yeah, right. And and that was actually I think the only number one. But it but even so, you know, they went on to such much bigger career which is great. I love the fact that they did that. Because then I didn't have to feel sad about leaving. But you know, it it all worked out well for everybody and just seeing those people again was, was great for me. Especially Mike and Graham of course, because they were the and they were the original but but a shame that Ray couldn't be there and uh, or Clint even, but but it was a special meeting really, and and John and Justin were very nice, gracious, you know, friendly. It was great. I loved it. I was, I was, it was more from that point of view, getting back with everyone, than than the actual induction. Yeah, <laughs> that meant it to me, you know. But of course, you know, of course, we're not gonna we're not gonna be ungrateful to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame board. Because again, a lot of those people helped vote me in. Peter Asher, Steve Van Zandt, because of Bruce, you know, I mentioned all the time that they would have actually not voted for the movies if I hadn't been in it. So all that's good, you know. So it was really something else. I'm really pleased I went. How do you get the word on something like that? Is it something where your manager gets a call or, or somebody, is it a big production or is it, uh, is there a lot of fanfare behind how you personally find out that you're going to be voted in? Well, no, I was sitting in the car, me and Liz, you know, my girlfriend sitting in the car up in Middletown where family are, and the phone went. They just said, you're, you're, in the, you're going to be inducted. I said, thank you very much. But I'd heard, I was surprised, because I'd heard prior to that that I was, my name wasn't on the list. But again, I wasn't that bothered about it. I, I felt Moody's need should have been in there anyway, as, their, as that line. So, but when I got that call, it was purely from the people, you know, CEO there, and uh, that was it. So that's all it was. You know, they, they kind of run everything themselves. They set it all up. But it's not like the band decides anything. You know, they are the ones who the board does everything. 
decides who goes in and who doesn't. And as I say, it was a, it was a pleasant surprise and just phone call. If you're just joining us, let me remind everyone, or if you're just turning on your radios, Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Denny Lane is our very special guest, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Denny Lane. And I, I'm actually surprised you guys weren't in already. I don't keep up on it. necessarily. I'm surprised yeah. when I heard you were going in, I was like, I, they're not in. And I would think that right. Wings, I would think that you would already be in with Wings. Is Wings not in well, the, the Hall of well, Fame? Wings is, Wings is another story. But, but, you know, getting back to the, the, the Moody's thing, I was watching YouTube one night, and I saw Howard Stern and Stevie Van Zandt talking about just that, the bands that should be in there, in their opinion. And the Moody Blues came up, and then Stevie Van Zandt being a big fan of the early album, as, as is Paul Schaefer, you know, like yeah. piano, apparently, to that album, said, oh, yes, the old Moody Blues should definitely be in there. So they were kind of singing my praises then. And then, you know, that was a few years back. About, I think it was 2014 that they did that in. So, you know, that people are always already thinking that. But, you know, I don't know how that works. All I'm saying is I'm glad we're in there now. But, uh, but as far as the, the Wings thing goes, I, I believe that's treated as a Paul McCartney project rather than a band. Yeah. You know, that's a shame, that by the way. Now. It's a shame that it well, is. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, that's. I think that's the way they look at it. And I don't, I, I don't know whether even Paul has to say in that. You know, I think they just look at it as a Paul McCartney project because he was the main man. He was, you know, he was the famous one. And that's it. Yeah. Well, well, that's the way I see it anyway. I'm, I wouldn't know any more than that. That's an assumption on my part. Yeah. I, you know, I guess the Beatles are so huge that it kind of overshadows everything. But, uh, you know, I yeah. thought, uh, always growing up, I thought, you know, the wings uh, of basically you, Paul, uh, and, and Linda, or, or Paul first, of course, and then, uh, and then you and Linda. Uh, and I, I looked at it as the three, and, and it's because you had a resume, a huge resume before that. You had a number one yeah. hit and, and everything else. So it's not like you oh, were yeah. unknown and he just grabbed you from obscurity. I mean, you were established and well-established. Well, that's true. Uh, in fact, you know, me being established is one of the reasons Band, obviously. I, because he knew me. He knew me from the Moody Blues days. We toured with them. We were friends way before I ever got together with him to win. And I think he wanted someone who he knew, brought up in the same kind of music, you know, and the, and the fact that we were our friends. We didn't have to be, I didn't have to be in awe of him and treat him like a beast, you know, which I would do anyway. I think new people would a little bit more. But anyway, the the core of it was us three, and we went through three different changes, three different lineups. So, yeah, I suppose from a public point of view, that is what they call wings. But again, from you know, from the the back the politics side of things, I think it's more Paul's project. That's the way the 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 the, the, uh, say, the Hall of Fame. You know? Yeah. It's well, it is what it is, but it's it's hard to yeah. it's hard to feel bad for you. You've had an amazing career, and it's still going strong. Uh, tell us about your latest projects. Uh, it's uh, it, you know, it, it's exciting. And by the way, uh, we sh we should remember that you have a big show coming up in in California. Is that L.A.? Yeah, 
Yeah, I've got two shows now. I've got one at Westlake Village Inn, which is called Bogies. I've done that a few times. It's kind of a residency almost now. Um, and I love that show, and, and we're doing that on the 20th. And then we've got one on the 25th now at Bogies Guitar Shop. This is another venue. Sorry, Bogies. McCabe's Guitar Shop. <laughs> and I've played that a few times too with a band. I'm doing that one as a solo. Solo songs and stories, how we're advertising that one. So there's two different shows. Uh, I want to try and get more of that kind of thing going where I could, people want to hear all that stuff. And it's great to do solo shows anyway. You know, it's more intimate. Like you can move it around a bit. You don't have to be so rehearsed, all that stuff. So that's really what's going on. But, uh, you know, to say, I'm doing a lot of other things. I'm, I'm, the first show is going to be uh, the, the Moody Blues' first album. And that's going to be Moody Blues album and the Band on the Run album back to back. We've done that. We've done it. I think we've done Band on the Run there before. We haven't done the Moody Blues. Anyway, so that's, that's that. And then, you know, basically I'm doing other things. I've got a single out, if you know that. No, yeah. T- tell us about the single. Well, it's called Meant to Be, and the other side's called Over the Horizon. It's the first thing I've put out for a while, so I'm kind of, you know, it's on vinyl too, which is great. So I've got, you know, I like to put stuff out, whatever I'm doing, if I can. And then I've got an album, and I've had it there for years. I'm still talking legal politics about putting that out. And then, um, you know, I really want to go in and start writing some new material to follow through on that. Other than that, you know, I've got that musical which is called Arc Song that's bubbling under. I've been doing that on and off for a while with University of, uh, of Buffalo, actually, SUNY. No um, kidding. Fredonia, Fredonia. You know, and that's kind of an environmental musical that I do the music of with the students from the university. And that's about it, really. <laughs> I've got a few things going on. Yeah, well, I... I... Uh, it's about it. It's uh, it's, it's mm. enough on your plate. Denny Lane well, is the yeah. voice voice that you're hearing, everyone, uh, and get the new single uh, for sure. And uh, you got a website or something you can point to, Denny, where people can kind of well, follow. Well, you know what? I don't have an up to date website. We're just talking about one up now. Yeah. Well, That's again, uh, Frank Frank McKay here with Denny Lane, and you know his work from from Wings and Moody Blues. And uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, long overdue Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. And if anybody, I mean, if he's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there shouldn't be a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, he, he's had an amazing career and it's still going strong. I <clears throat> see. I'm did impressed. I, did I pay it? Did I pay it to give me all those? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, listen. The other thing is, anybody wants to get in touch with me, they can get in touch with me through my fan page, official fan page on Facebook. There's always that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, and all the events and everything, gigs are all on there, too. I, I'm always so. so impressed when someone like yourself continues to put out music, because so many of your colleagues, so many of your uh, contemporaries, they don't. Mm-hmm. They just simply play, they and, and they don't feel a need to to release anything. I mean, do you have you have a burning you know, like creative desire where you got to put out something new? I mean, is it like yeah. that? or? Well, what what's oh, the yeah. feeling? Well, if you want to look at it this way, the one colleague who does do that is Paul McCartney. 
cool. He yeah. does it all the time. He comes up with new stuff all the time. I, you know, I always like to, but as I say, I've got other projects I haven't quite. I'm still working on before they come out, but I'm always working on something new. Yeah, I always do because that's what I always did. And what else would I do? I'm not one of these people who goes out and plays the same show every time and you know the same. You know I mean, I I get bored doing the same. Basically, that's what it is. You want to keep doing new stuff as well as the old stuff. And audiences like that, you know, especially these, you know, when you're close up and personal with them, they, they feel like, you know, you're, you're doing something for them as well. And that's always good. Uh, and uh, you're sticking your nose out there. You're, you're sort of sticking your neck out and saying, look, I, I'm still doing this. I'm still, I've still got opinions and I write about what's going on in the world today, not living off the past. Uh, there are people still doing that. Those are the people I admire, to be honest. Those are the people I like who do that. You know, I don't follow people who just go out and play the same show every time. They go out, you know, it's, it's boring to me. So I would think it'd be boring to the fans if I did the same thing. So, you know, it's a two-way street. You know, I've always seen you as a, as like an adopted New Yorker. I, is that a, am I misremembering that? Or didn't you move to New York at, at one point in, I don't know if it was in the 90s or the 80s, and you, you were yeah. there for a while. Am I, am I right? I was. I, I've been backwards and forth to New York, um, you know, as a base, but now I've been here over a year, I'm bad. And, and I sort of, you know, I love New York, I love London, I love Paris, I love LA. I love the big cities because wherever the music is, you know, Chicago, Pittsburgh, um, New Orleans, where I am now today, I love those kind of places where they've got that kind of music. Austin, Texas, I was the other day. That's a huge town. Because I like to be influenced by whatever was going on. New York has always been, you know, the music town for me, the offices, the, the, the you know, record labels and all that. L.A. I love because of the, well, I love it for lots of reasons other than but, um But the film situation, and I'm, I'm trying to get into movies too with, with Songs. I mean, Peter Asher is a very good friend of mine, and Peter introduced me to Hans Zimmer a couple of months back. And Hans is like the king of you know, film music, and he was a really nice guy to talk to, and, and very down to earth, just very, very positive, you know, happy guy doing what he's doing. And I love all that making up music for either films or documentaries or stuff like that. You know, that's another side of it. So I do anyway but i used to do more but i'm yeah i'm trying to get back into that so but the new york scene for me well you know it's where it's all going on yeah and uh and i just love it i love the energy there you know? and well, of course all my friends family, whatever yeah well let me let me but, ask you about the energy or at least the, the the feel of doing music uh here in the states as opposed to to europe and specifically the uk uh, is it much different from uh, the way people approach it? And, and what I mean by that, your, your colleagues that, uh, that make their base out of the UK, uh, do they approach their careers or their music and their writing much different than, than folks here? Is there a big difference? Well, I've always said that the UK, well, obviously the UK was, you know, very steeped in folk music and its own music, of course in the old days, from the heritage of Europe. But, but America is where we heard 
all the other stuff that we were influenced by and brought back to America, shared around like the blues, you know, all that stuff. Um, so we had our own version of your music. Well, I still think that's going on in Europe. I still think there's a lot of experimentation goes on in Europe, especially the UK, with the younger bands too. They're all trying to be different. Although they're very much based on what we were doing, you know, it's come full circle. People are going out and playing live a lot more. You know, they went through the whole computer situation for years, synthesized and whatever, and then and they're playing live. So all that to me is a sign that you know they want to keep coming up with new stuff. But until you get some kind of following in America, I don't think you can really, you know do too much out there. I mean, it's restricted. Whereas America is much more open and much more worldly in that sense. Because, as I said before, there's so many different cities that you can visit, play, and be influenced by the music of that particular city. So that, and of course for me, having a bit of a name over here and having reputation, it's fantastic. Um, and more, more across the board than just the Europeans, and to be honest, I haven't really done the European thing for quite a few years. Yeah, I'm you've been very Americanized in, in your career. Well, in that sense, yeah, but that's, again, that's where the, for me, that's where the, the bulk of the fans are. It's just the way it's worked. I mean, I've sort of built myself up here. And I feel like more, I, yeah, it's like my second home, America. You know? yeah. That's exactly what it is. So... Yeah. I feel at home, and, and I love the music, and I like the people, so there you go. Let me remind folks once again, who are just coming in a little late, Frank McKay here, with the uh, wonderful and the talented uh, Denny Lane, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, uh, as, of, as of now, right, and by the time you're, you're listening to us, you're going you're gonna to be uh, able to celebrate his, uh, his, his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame career. It's long overdue, one of the founding members of Moody Blues, of course, and Wings. Wings with Paul McCartney, and uh, well, the, the first project Paul McCartney got in out of the uh, out of the Beatles. Once he left the the Beatles, uh, Wings w- was it, I guess. I mean, I, that had to be a, an amazing. I mean, an absolute amazing time in history. Uh, was it? Yeah. You know, I mean, you didn't have the paparazzi, I guess, like you have have now. But I imagine the press, the uh, the the yeah. '60s and well, '70s at that point, '70s press. Was probably all over you and and wondering well what are you oh, going to yeah. do what are you thinking uh, it was a, a bit of a circus. Well, it was, but we avoided the circus to start with by just going out and doing that, that university tour, so we could actually play in front of people and get the feel. You know, the band wasn't that rehearsed or or well established. Of course, you've got to start somewhere, and all eyes of the world were on Paul, sure, and his new project. If you want to call it that, so. We, we we kept it on the the down low and away from the press. But as soon as the press got involved, of course, it, it helped, and we were ready for it. So that was that. But the pro, the the point that I make always is that he needed something to do, and I needed something to do. Although I did not like him, I didn't come straight from the mood to lose the wings. I I had a couple of other projects. I was with Baker's Air Force, and I also had the electric string band thing going and you know I was very very much doing things myself when he called me but 
know, I just felt like I wanted to do something with him. A, he was a mate, and I knew we would be able to get something really big going off the ground. You know, I knew it would work. So I dropped everything for that in order to, like, you know, get experimental again and, and do something different to what I was already doing. So it was all good for me. But for him, obviously, he had a, a lot to live up to, and that's one of the reasons we, we refused to do any Beatles or Moody Blues stuff, well, apart from Joe now. That, that was, you know, we, we didn't want to compete or be... be uh, Criticised, so therefore we had, we had had to come up with a whole new uh, set of music and, and a whole new approach, which we did. Unfortunately, you know we got a lot of uh, mileage out of all the hits we had, and, and touring was well. Actually, we didn't tour enough. That was the only problem with me. Should have toured more for me, and uh, not spent so much time in the studio. But there you go. That's just my side. You know, I, I've got to believe that there was a there was a lot of pressure because it's not an automatic that Paul whatever Paul McCartney is going to do at that point is going to is going to do you know big time. It could have been a, a colossal failure. I, I mean, it, you're right. It could have been terrible, and it would have been uh, right. historic. And again, Denny Lane is our very special guest and a new Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, uh, and you can see him uh, in a couple of shows. Uh, ones in. Uh, one's at Bogarts, and, and we'll try to figure no, out. No, it's Bogies. Uh, Bogies, I'm sorry. And where is that? In Westlake Village. Westlake Village Inn is just a few miles out of L.A. On, uh, you know, on the uh, 101, I believe. And then it's, and then it's uh, McCabe's Music uh, Guitar Shop in um, Santa Monica on the, tw- on the 25th. Bogies is on the 20th. Right? Did you feel any of the pressure? Did you feel it as, as pressure? Like this could be real. This could go really bad if we're not good. Or if we if we don't. No, it didn't feel like uh, that. No, not to me. You know, you gotta understand the people in bands. You don't really feel the pressure, even if the pressure's on you. You think, well, we're just gonna do what we do, and if you don't like it, tough. I mean, that's really the attitude you have. I'm, I'm sorry, but it is. Yeah, well, but you have actually deep down you think, well. If we like it, they're going to like it. So you have to have that kind of ego going when you're doing, you know, any musician like that. You go out and prove yourself and you say, well, we're going to get good. We're going to be pro. We're going to be do it right. We're going to give the audience, you know, a good night. And, and that's the way you think. So you, you don't bow to pressure in any way. Even record labels, when they're telling you, we've got to do this, you've got to do that. They say, well, we'll do it in our own time. It's like the Moody's did. You know, they were pressured to put an album out with, Dvorak music, and and they did their own music. So, you know, there's always that sort of, you have that little bit of power in there to do your own. So the pressure is nothing, especially with Wings, even though we knew we, we, would, we would probably get a lot of negative for press weren't it good to which we probably did, but it didn't bother us because we knew it was going to get to the point where it was going to be good and accepted, you know, really. I mean, that's the way you think. And, yeah going to do it. <laughs> that's what we're here to do, you know. So that's really what it was like. And within the camp, we didn't care really about what, what the pressure was. Yeah, you know, I, I never heard the word pressure until <laughs> I grew older. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've got to believe, too, having sung on on a hit, and, and it was number one, it was a huge hit, 
um, with the Moody Blues first one, right? And maybe the only number one, right? At, at, I uh, think it was the only number only one. Only yeah. number one. But in 1964, I mean, once you have that, it's kind of like, hey, look, anything, I, I mean, I would look at it from an outsider standpoint or from, you know, you, you know maybe journalists would look at it like, hey, look, he's had success no matter what. They can't take it away from you. It's not like they can say, oh, hey, sure. it never happened. You know, it happened. Sure. And, and the, the Moody's uh, became such a, uh, a staple and a well-respected band, too. So you had yeah, critical sure. uh, acclaim. And, and this is one of your, your founding pieces. And then, yeah. and then the, the Wings. I mean, that, that period of time. What, what did you do, yeah. 10 years with Wings? Yeah. Well, again, I have to, you know, I keep saying that if it weren't for the, you know, blues artists and especially Bessie Banks, we wouldn't have had a hit with Jonah. I mean, you have to put, you go back that far that how it, we're influenced, we're influenced by all the black artists. There's no doubt about that. And, and even when we were doing the Chuck Berry tour, who we all love, in England, that helped to push going out to number one. So that we've always had that kind of help and respect from, from, from those artists. As much as we respect them, they, they respect us. Uh, I, 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 the little story was I was with Taj Mahal a few months back in a friend's house in, in the Florida Keys, a guy called Wyland, who was an artist. He was working with Taj, and we played him this new single. And he said, you've still got your old sound. And I thought, what? You mean to say you were noticing what we were doing? We thought you were the guys we were following. <laughs> they were actually following us too. Yeah. And he said, you've still got your old sound, which made me think, wow, they respected us too. We did them favors, they did us favors. So it's all good. So that's the way it all came about. And and same with Wings. We were very much influenced by, you know, the guys, Elvis, Buddy Holly, the Everly's, you know, the next wave, if you like. And we owe a lot of our success to those people. So really, all that. You know, d- during the 10-year the, the period where you were, I, I think you played uh, – Till eighty one with uh, with wings, uh, were there were there offers that you had to turn down simply because it conflicted with your your touring schedule or recording schedule? Uh, were there you know any interesting mm-hmm. offers that you want to reveal to us? And again, well, Denny Lane is our very not special. musically, not musically, but <laughs> <laughs> you've hit a nerve there because I was offered a film role um, with Ian McShane and. Film called Yesterday's Heroes. It was about a, a rock star who buys a football club. You know that corny old. <laughs> I think it's because Alton John bought Watford Football Club. It's kind of based on that. But I had to turn that down. Yeah. And again, you know, when, when we were putting the Wings idea for a Wings film together, we turned down or Paul turned down Gene Roddenberry's script, which was I thought was fantastic. You know, Gene is Star Trek. Man. Sure. And a few things that I I thought we should have done, didn't do. But but personally, the the film thing would have been fun. <laughs> I did a few solo TV things and things like that. But other than that, I was always kind of intrigued by the acting. Little was I don't know if I'd have been any good, but it was always something I might have had a career doing. You never know. But but things like that because Wings was totally like a bubble. You're in that bubble. You didn't really know what was going on outside of it, um, and it was a lot of work. You know, it was it was always always on. You don't stop. You know, might have a month off here and a month off there, but 
you know, the old line is even the Beatles only had one day off a month during their heyday. And same, <laughs> same as us, we hardly ever took time off at all. It all worked. You know, everything was geared towards being in a band and making it. Yeah. Uh, is there a lot of your work over the years, whether it's solo work or, or work with uh, the bands, um, that, uh, that we've never heard? Is there, any, any, is there a lot of hidden Denny Lane songs out there and masters out there? Do you have um, lost recordings? Well, I don't know about lost recordings. I did a lot of albums in the 80s. And uh, again, I fell out with the people who did it with me. They still owe me for it, yeah. a lot of them. And, you know, it's a bit, a bit of taste when people owe you. You know, mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't, you know, they don't give you what you deserve, like financially, I would say. That's happened to all this business all the way. You know? And so there's a lot of albums and songs out there of mine that are out there um, from that period. I believe it was like the 80s, mid-80s. Midnight, like that. I made about six or seven albums. So, uh, fortunately, it's still out there for people to hear, and uh, you know, it's on compilations or whatever. But I would like to get hold of once I settle all this political stuff and get hold of all that stuff, remaster it, put it all out myself, and and give it the credit, you know, because as I say, when you when you do make albums and you know you want it to be promoted, you want to be in charge of Motion. You want to see, you know, you want to get behind it, like we did with with, with Wings or the Moody Blues. We were totally involved in all of that, of the pushing and the promotion and whatever. So, uh, you know, there is my solo stuff that I would like to, get to, to do that with. Sure, that's another project I've got in mind. I'm, I'm working on. That. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. You've been very generous with your time, and I want to congratulate you. Uh, not only on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but everything. I mean, just an amazing career. And uh, it, started a, it started a long time ago, and you got a lot of life in you, and uh, just uh, <laughs> amazing stuff. So, look. Thank uh, you. You can see him at, at Bogies uh, around the L.A. area and, and McCabe's Guitar. And where is that? Where is McCabe's Guitar again, Denny? McCabe's is in Santa Monica, and right. Bogies is in Westlake Village, the Westlake Village Inn. Bogus is the twentieth, and uh, and 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 the band on the run and Moody Blues show, and then the other one is just me solo at McCabe's on the twentieth. That's in that's in Santa Monica. If anyone's in in that area and everybody listening that is from that area, make sure you get there. Uh, Denny Lane uh, just uh, recently elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Moody Blues is the vehicle that he's going with. The uh, saying they're only number one back in in 64 and it uh, it still holds up uh, to to this day and of course you know his work from wings with paul mccartney and the first project that paul mccartney got involved with after the beatles uh it was wings and he's spent uh, over 10 years with with them and it's just an amazing career a bunch of solo work hopefully we'll get to hear any lost uh, archived records, but uh, Denny, thank you very, very much for being here. Thank you. And uh, no, I enjoyed it. Great questions. I love all that. Yeah, well, <laughs> thank you very much. And I want to thank, thank all of you, you for tuning in. All Frank right. McKay here, but much more importantly, Denny Lane has been our very special guest. And uh, again, if uh, if you're listening and you're in in the L.A. area, go to Bogies uh, outside of uh, L.A. and McCabe's Guitars, in Santa Monica. 
and uh, and get there. And you can see a, a solo work, his solo uh, project there, and just absolutely great rock and roll Hall of Famer Denny Lane has been our very special guest. We'll be back after this.